0: Welcome to The Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. Well, you know from following this series that every time I record, it's in memory of Peter Vale, the most influential teacher in my life and in many, many lives. When His family and friends held a memorial service for Peter in Minneapolis. His beloved friend, Sandy Prinz, read Peter's favorite poem. And I thought, what better way to mark this moment, when we're all remembering lost friends and loved ones, that I would read Peter's favorite poem for this podcast. And I wanna point out, as did Peter, when he mentioned this poem in one of our earlier conversations, around episode six, I think, that when you read and hear this poem, you're experiencing how to understand practice, how to understand your own way of being in practice moment to moment, as well as how others are living out their practices moment to moment. Peter always believed that change itself, change was the most important thing to understand and watch for and obviously adapt to or create. So this poem called Corson's Inlet is about Going to the same spot on the coast, I believe, of Maryland. And noticing, underscoring the word noticing, what seems to be the same, but what's also changed or is in the process of changing. And that's how, when we look straight out into our hour ahead, there are things that look very much the same, as does this screen I'm looking into and this headset. And yet, I've changed. Certainly, we've had some horrific changes going on in the world right now, both in the States and over in, the, in Europe. So all of that's happening at once. But I grew up in the coast of Maine. And I can tell you how good it feels to climb down those rocks into one of the little inlets to see what's there, what the ocean has brought. Today, maybe a starfish, maybe a leg of a crab (laughs) or a full crab. But there was always something fascinating to find. So I've lived a bit of Corson's experience. And Peter, who loved Maine and the water, had the same experiences as well. Enough about what my thoughts are. Let's listen to the poet himself, A.R. Ammons. Corson's Inlet. I went for a walk over the dunes again this morning to the sea, and then turned right along the surf, rounded a naked headland, and returned along the inlet shore. It was monkey sunny, the wind from the sea steady and high, crisp in the running sand, some breakthroughs of sun, but after a bit, continuous overcast. The walk liberating, I was released from forms, from the perpendiculars, straight lines, blocks, boxes, binds of thought, into the hues, shadings, rises, flowing bends, and blends of sight. I allow myself eddies of meaning, yield to a direction of significance, running like a stream through the geography of my work. You can find in my sayings, swerves of action, like the inlet's cutting edge, there are dunes of motion, organizations of grass, white sandy paths of remembrance, In the overall wanderings mirroring mine. But overall is beyond me, is the sum of these events I cannot draw the ledger, I cannot keep the accounting beyond the account. In nature, these there are few sharp lines. There are areas of primrose more or less dispersed, disorderly orders of bayberry between the rows of dunes, irregular swamps of reeds, though not reeds alone, but grass, bayberry, yarrow, all predominantly needs. I have reached no conclusions, have erected no boundaries, shutting out and shutting in separating inside from outside i have drawn no lines as manifold events of sand change the dunes shapes that will not be the same shape tomorrow i'll pause here to say that's what practice is like as peter and i pondered its nature these many many months So I am willing to go along, to accept the becoming thoughts, to take off no beginnings or ends, establish no walls. By transitions, the land falls from grassy dunes to creek to under creek, but there are no lines. Though change in that transition is clear as any sharpness, but sharpness spread out, allowed to occur over a wide range, than mental lines can keep. The moon was full last night. Today, low tide was low. Black shoals of muscles exposed to the risk of air and earlier of sun, waved in and out of the waterline. Waterline next, caught always in the event of change. A young model gull stood free on the shoals and ate. To vomiting, another gall, squawking possession, cracked crab, picked up the entrails, swallowed the soft shell legs, a ruddy turnstone running in to snatch leftover bits. Risk is full. Every living thing in siege. Demand is life. To keep life, the small wet black legged egret. How beautiful. Quietly stalks and spears the shallows, darts to shore to stab. What? I couldn't see against the black mudflats a frightened fiddler crab. The news to my left over the dunes and reeds and bayberry clumps was fall. Thousands of tree swallows gathered for flight. Unordered, held in constant change, a congregation rich in entropy, Nevertheless, separable, noticeable as one event, not chaos. preparations for flight for winter. Chee chee, cheat cheat, wings rifling the green clumps beaks at the bayberries, a perception of full flight, curve, sound, the possibility of rule as the sun of rulelessness, the field of action with moving incalculable center in the smaller view order tight with shape blue tiny flowers on a leafless weed carapace of crab snail shell pulsations of order in the bellies of minnows orders swallowed broken down transferred through membranes to strengthen larger orders but in the large view no lines or changeless shapes the working in and out together and against the millions of events. This so that I make no form of formlessness. Orders as summaries as outcomes of actions override or in some way result, not predictably, seeing my gain. The top of a dune, the swallows could take flight and some other fields of Bayberry. Could enter fall burieless and there is serenity no arranged terror, no forcing of image, plan or thoughts, no propaganda, no humbling of realities to precept. Terror pervades, but is not arranged, all possibilities of escape open, no route shut, except in the sudden loss of all routes. I see narrow orders, limited tightness, but will not run to that easy victory. Still around the looser, wider forces work. I will try to fasten into order enlarged large grasp of disorder, wider scope, but enjoying the, the freedom that scope eludes my grasp, that there is no finality of vision, that I have perceived nothing completely, that tomorrow. A new walk is a new walk. Now, uh, Peter's no longer with us, but his published thoughts are with us. His recorded voice is with us. And all, all, all of us who learn with Peter, both in person or from his writings, we're still here thinking the way Peter asked us to think like this poem, ask us to think, realizing that I see no narrow orders, limited tightness, but will not run to that easy victory, still around the looser, wider forces work. So I will repeat what I think sums up Peter's outlook, and now mine, and you'll find it in the book that he started, and ask me to finish, which I have done. Practice as a way of being. Again, scope eludes my grasp, but there is no finality of vision that I have perceived nothing completely. That tomorrow, a new walk is a new walk. Thank you, Peter Vale. And thank you all for listening to me struggle in the reading of a poem. It's not something I've done very often, and I would probably do it over a dozen times before it sounded right, but I thought I'd just leave it the way I read it. Thinking as I was reading, feeling as I was reading, stumbling as I was reading, but knowing that this does constitute still one more walk in my work, pondering the nature of practice. If you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to inactionresearch.com slash podcast dash page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to inactionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon.